previously on Protection from Noob. What a plonker he, running round that old tree, tripped, hurt his knee. I've gone to the granny, swiped it from her enamelled hands, opened it up, got so angry, gone up to little Timmy, punched him in the face, nicked his lolly, licked it, and thrown it away in disgust. <laughs> I stomp off down the street. That's my feelings. <laughs> so it's not very good then. I've woken up every morning to over the Tanai. He was covered, doing coverage of a feature match. Yeah. So we leant in, uh, me and Bailey, on either side to see what was being written down. And then we sort of both had an epiphany, looked at each other, and we just went... <laughs> <laughs> and smelled Steve Saden. Wish me luck on Sunday, and hopefully I'll be back with an NQ... First place report next week. Welcome back to another episode of Protection from Noob. Once again with me, Lennox. And with me again tonight is Chad. Hello. And once again, special guest, Greg. Hello, everyone. Okay, we've been away for a little while, but we've got plenty to talk about coming back. Got some new spoilers for M11, the first few trickling in. Yes. And, uh... Some product news stuff to talk about. Yes. Then uh, we've had a few major constructor tournaments over the last few weeks. So we'll be talking about them and their winners. Okay, so let's start with the news, or what little bits of news we've got. Mm. Um, the first one we'll talk about Arch Enemy, where we get onto some serious discussion. We talked about Arch Enemy on the cast last time. Yes. What was the conclusion we came to, Greg? I'd punch a granny. You'd punch a granny for it, but you wouldn't buy it. No, I wouldn't buy it. And I just want to say to all our family listeners out there that no actual grannies were harmed in the making of last time's episode. Well, um, I think we've had all the deck lists spoiled now. I might be wrong. It might just be like three or four. But um, have so you seen far. them? Yeah. I can't say they're particularly interesting. No. All I can say yeah. is that the WI next week are going to get <laughs> it. <laughs> run in like the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> Big Bruce Banner. There'll be knuckles and roundhouses and uppercuts going everywhere. And then I'll leave because I'll have lost. I imagine it'd be like the scene from Death Race 2000 where they wheel them all out um, ready for the racers to come run them over and that'll be us in the cars yes. and they'll all be holding Arch Enemy product and <laughs> you can fill in the rest yes it would be gory so <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah the, the only thing that slightly interests me from this product is one of the um, one of the schemes is when you is it when you what's it called when you are bored of playing normal magic <laughs> what, what's it called when you activate it when you start your scheme when you oh, it, oh. oh I don't know I don't know engage your scheme yes <laughs> nobody cares that's no. <laughs> 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 how much we hate this product when you st- when you flip it over <laughs> when you flip it face up yes reveal top three cards of your library put all land cards into play tapped yes. and all the rest into your hand I was like, I want that on a spell. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> Preferably yeah. costing like two and a blue. <laughs> <laughs> At instant speed. No, but um, that was the only thing that I have to comment on this. <laughs> and I think Greg said plenty <laughs> last I think time. there's enough about my psyche to understand how little I like that product. Um, so let's go on to something that's relevant. Okay, so we've had the first couple of M11 spoils. Well, I think the only thing to come out good come out of our channel is we've had four spoilers, haven't we? So four? Yes. 
from the decks, yeah. From the decks, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I know the Chandra one did, but I didn't know about the others. Chandra one, the uh, reassembling skeleton. Oh, the they'll come from... Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what um, I know of those ones. Reassembling skeleton... There's that one that's... Plummet? Plummet. Yeah, Plummet. And, well. and Strongbox. the Sorcerer's Strongbox, yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's just go through, because we've got a few. Uh, Tom... Is it Tom Lapille? Tom, Tom Lapille? Tom Lapille? I don't Tom know. Le- that guy, the guy that writes on Fridays that isn't BDM, spoiled a few. Just talking about why they were back in M11 from M10. Mm-hmm. So we should just um, go down the list because there's not that many? Yeah. Because well, there's only what? 14, we'll save yeah. white for last because I think that's going to be the one that we have the most controversial one, yeah. Um, so let's start at the bottom, work our way up. Um, first of all, Plain. basic lands are back. <laughs> Hooray! So, uh, Greg, I owe you a Coke. Um, <laughs> Now, the only other lands that we know about are the rare lands. No, I'm quite glad about this because it means, one, I don't have to fork out any more money. That they stick them. around. Because I don't think the, these aren't going to be played and extended. No. no. Uh, at least not for a long time. Um, a few cycles, maybe, yeah. Uh, yeah, when Ravnica jewels go, maybe. But yeah. the thing is, extended's a fast format, and you, these don't produce coloured mana or don't produce any mana on turn one. No. I mean, I don't know what everybody's personal opinions on that set of lands are. I uh, quite like them. But I like them. I like them. It gives them time to shine. So longer yes. time to shine. I like them with the fact that we have the fetches. I think together with the fetches, they yes. because you can get a coloured mana on turn one from your fetches and then have Extra these untapped turn, turn two. Turn two yeah. So your dual land is a basic land, or has basic land types yes. essentially, uh, to make these untapped on turn two. No, no, I like them. I'm glad um, to see them back. <laughs> uh, so we should state for anybody that doesn't know what we're on about that we're actually on about the M10 lands. We actually said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, we said the M10 lands about it. We actually said that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Another thing, obviously, is that they're all allied colours yes. and colour pairs. Wasn't well, there was supposed to be a rumour that they were supposed to be trying to do enemy coloured ones as well? Yeah, people say. Enemy, I don't think we'll see enemy coloured lands. I won't see when course, no, I like, mean, in the so I'm glad that they they are already allied colours, not enemy colours, because um, a while ago they said they were going to make it easier to cast allied colour spells than enemy colour, yeah. or at least play that, and then they. Well, I think there were some shards when they said they were going to do that, and that was just completely not true. <laughs> whatsoever. They were like, "Oh, it should be easier to play." Well, it was technically true because you green, you had um, the sort of the green Triland had red and white yeah. so ally pairs. Yeah, which is the idea, but it just it didn't really standard didn't feel like that at all. No. No. Um, well, the fact that you can play red white off of jungle shrines, yeah, without and actually without actually having the green, and if you chose to, these do though. They I mean like you know. It yeah. makes you play blue, white, or blue, black, not, yeah. is it, or something like that. Mm. It makes it harder to play that, which I think is cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so moving on from the lands, artifacts, we've got Source of Strongbox. Four mana artifact, two tap, flip a coin. If you win the flip, sacrifice the box and draw three cards. Quite like so that. So, at, <coughs> at least, so the least amount you're going to pay is six mana over two turns to draw three cards. 50% chance. 50% chance. Well, I believe this is a, li- it's a limited card, isn't it, really? Or is that just me? Yeah, I mean, I don't see a specific see play. No, I wouldn't want to be flipping coins in Constructed. No, no, no. Unless it said, like, win the game. Do you reckon it's going to be part of a, uh, of a set for the colours? Oh, what, like a cycle? Yes. I don't see so, because it's not coloured, so I can't see... No, it's a clever way of doing drawing cards to everybody with having a reasonable cost because six isn't too much of a free card yeah. Well, Hedron Matrix costs uh, six or oh, three because it gives you three so colours and then it costs another three to um, sacrifice it to yeah. draw three cards. So that costs six to draw three cards. Because I thought how stupid my last coin was because I thought that was a blue. 
had was like a blue artifact, but it's not. Oh, no, no. No, no coloured artifacts here. Yeah. No, sorry. Sorry, team. Sorry, team. Birds of Paradise. Uh, Birds of Paradise. Okay, Birds of Paradise is the buy box promo. So you buy a box of. Uh, M11, <laughs> M11 yes, what we're we talking about. about. And, uh, I'm just going to see how Birds of Paradise now has been in every single basic set, more no. or less, since... Has it been in 9th edition? Because it's in Ravnica. Uh, <laughs> well, it was in... It was in everything... Classic. Up, it was in everything yeah. up to 8th, and then from 10th and onwards. But it was in Ravnica, so it was still around. Yes, it was still around. It's like the, uh, Wrath of God left standard with M10, yeah, and, and then... Their judgment came back in you know, M11, which is basically the same card. Because yeah. normally generates anyway. No. <coughs> I'm okay, However, my you say this, um, we'll get to this later, but yeah, Riverboa actually was a minor deal. Uh, uh, at least a fort. Um, at yeah, the but, Brotor, because of yeah block. but outside of. They had no path. But generally, otherwise, yeah. Because yeah, there is no path effects in um, the, the new other, card. The only other green card is Plummet, which is a one and a green, destroy target creature with flying instant. And that's one of the arch enemy preview cards that we mm. talked about just now. And I um, actually think this is Sideboard okay. card. Yeah, sorry, sideboard card okay. limited. Uh I can't really see this being a sideboard card in constructed. No. Because every colour other than blue has a better removal spell. It's good if you're playing mono. I mean if you think you're playing mono green and there's a certain white card that flies that you might want to kill. Yes. Well, it's sort of a 5-5 five five flying life linker. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something silly like that. Yeah. That'd be good. Then you might still want to play on your board. Like, you probably still won't, but, I mean... I, I think I'd rather splash black for Doom Blade. <laughs> yeah, this is yes. true. If I want to go one and a colour for an instant <coughs> kill spell. I mean, I can't see a format where I want to play mono green anyway, but, you know, that's another story. Yeah. Uh, okay, moving on to the red... Uh, three spells, lightning bolt and fireball, both back with Tom. What's his face's article? Uh, lightning bolt we've known since like December or something stupid because it's in a trade Chapin show. Said, yeah. no, this is before Chapin. Chapin seemed like, oh yeah, this is amazing. Lightning bolt's back. Spoiler, everyone. It's like I I knew this like three months ago. <laughs> Get with it, Patty boy. Yes. This was it was in a trade show where they were talking about products and like it's come back and never. I wasn't there. I'm sure it was. I was. was I? I just think called Twitter. So do I. Twitter is awesome. Yes, yeah, so we'll we'll get to Twitter later. <laughs> well, those two are um, just basic standards, aren't they? For red, fireball. However, fireball's new back, burn, cool. more burn, more, more burn. Burn's always good. Uh, okay, two double red for an instant. Common. Charger's outrage deals four damage target creature, and two damage that creature's controller. So sort of a um, lash out, um, searing blaze, mm. first volley type effect. It's two red and um, two colours. One where it's not it? random yeah. at all, yeah, but one where it has to cost more because it's not random so at all. So four mana, yeah. you're doing six points of damage effectively. Yeah, but you're doing four damage to a creature, which is a big deal. In, like in the environment at the moment, yeah. Especially, yeah. As, especially as lightning bolts, like, the primary removal, so creature's a bit better, so four damage to a creature's gone up. However, in all honesty, better. at four mana, are you going to play it in Constructed? Not in Constructed, but, I mean, because again, this is... the red burn decks are even more... Brutally fast than they've ever been, really. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, Format is too much. Format, uh, yeah, it sounds stupid, but it is. Like. You and also, they just ball. printed. Slag shot. No, four to target creature, sorcery. Oh, flame slash. Yeah, for yeah, one. If you're like, yeah. I definitely need one, you'd have that. But, it's like you said, common. That's the important part. 
Yeah, um, I mean, this is definitely first limited card. First pickable in limited, maybe? You don't know yet, but I mean, like, it's up there, isn't it? The important thing about this card is that it's double red to cast. So, the red removal in core sets... Red's generally not great in core sets. In oh. draft in general, but in core sets, definitely. The creatures aren't particularly strong. <laughs> so, um... The rem- and the removal always costs one red. So, like, uh, 10th edition, we did a lot of 10th edition drafts, and you had Incinerate, um... Shock... Shock and there's like the two things and people just first pick that even if you're in blue white you can splash off a expanse or any of this yeah, yeah I, I see what you mean um, so the fact yeah, that it's double red's a big yeah, deal yeah and I remember doing a lot of 10th um, edition drafts for on the cheap on M- on Magic Online because yeah. that's what they do like get free boosters and I drafted just like is it decks a couple of times a day and they were really fun but yeah it wasn't really is it it was like blue with Splashing like red, splashing red for some burn spells like really easily. Like if I had a mountain in my opening, I just didn't really need to see any of anything else again. Really, mm-hmm. other than islands. Um, I used to. Dr- I drafted a lot of red in tenth edition because it had Cone of Flames, which admittedly was an uncommon, but no one would pick them highly, and they would be absolute blowouts against a lot of opponents. Like that wasn't the reason, but I just you know I wasn't particularly great at Magic then. Uh, not the same level as I am now, and so. Uh, Colours. Honestly, one card and goes straight to his head, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I really liked red in M10, <coughs> even though it was like the least powerful colour. And this reminds me of Cone of Flame, because yeah. you're doing t- damage to their man to a creature. Yeah. And usually the other one point was what irrelevant. Mm-hmm. I like it. But, um <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to black? Uh, moving on to black. Uh, right, so we've got Reassembling Skeleton, which is one and a black for a 1-1. One, one. I think uh, it's awesome. Uncommon. And it's one in a black. Return it from your graveyard to play tapped. I think it's awesome. I think, I think it's cool. I think what's all super awesome, cool about it, I'm just trying to think of really good <laughs> words for it. Um, it's, it's like it, how they went OMs oh, and we tried to make some very like background feely cards. You know, like like flavorful, flavorful cards. cards. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's definitely like one of them. Like, it, mm. it's, I don't know about everybody else, but as soon as I imagine what the process of me playing that card, I'm like, oh yeah, it's reassembling. He's like, Clambering up, sort of yeah. like uh, out of the ground, yes, yeah. sort of old Sinbad movie style, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Exactly. something like that. You sort of something like, oh. yeah, 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 Prince of Persia sort of thing, yeah, yeah, Just yeah like like definitely. That. And I think that's awesome. And yeah. actually, it's good as well. It seems decent. Yeah. Well, two it's mana one one, which is not, it's not great, but the fact they keep recurring, like in limited, mm. like, well, that's fantastic. Good. Great card, I don't know about constructed, but yeah. Well, um, drudge, it's drudge skeletons. Let's be honest, isn't it? <laughs> well, it's way of regenerating. Is it just coming back? Yeah, so Drudge Skeletons is basically the same, but it Regenerate. Mm. This is a lot more flavourful, I think, and simpler for new players than Regenerate. Yes. Yeah, it also has nice art. I have not looked at the art. It's simple, but it is nice. Like the card itself, I believe. Oh, that's quite cool. He actually even looks quite a lot like one of those old movie skeletons. <laughs> and it's I think that's the, f- the feel they've gone for. It's like straight away, you understand. It's like, Jinn of Wishes, I think everybody likes that card. I don't think anybody necessarily thought it was going to be really massively broken. I think loads of people wanted to play with it because it was cool. Mm. Um, unlike Capricious of Free, he <laughs> <laughs> was the bow on the bunch where it's just like, this is terrible. Like They did a few cards of that, and I think most people enjoyed them. I enjoyed them anyway. I think. Well, the flavorful cards. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. The, the renaming of a thing for what's, what seemed like no reason was a little bit annoying. That's only mostly because Wizard claimed half the set was new and it wasn't. But Yeah, um, I think if they'd been honest from the start. Well, I'm not saying that they weren't honest. I think if they'd been more clear, do you yes. know what I mean? Yeah, if they um, said 50% new cards, you know, some of these might be functional reprints. 
then you would have been like, okay. But then we just went fifty percent of your cards, and went. And then you just like scatter. one of the blue yeah. counter type creatures. Sp- isn't that that remove soul card I'm playing with right now? No. Yeah. I'll put it down. You replace it. What really annoyed me the most out of all of them was Elite Vanguard. It's like well, I, I bought a playset of Savannah oh, Lions yeah. back uh, what around when did they cycle out tenth, wasn't it? So I bought it just as ninth was towards the end of its life for national yeah. qualifiers. Never made it to the national qualifiers because I couldn't bother to go in the end. Better things to do. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> a couple of months later, Savannah Lions leave standard, and I'm like, brilliant! I've got all these sort of revised. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah. glad that yeah. Vanguard was a soldier. I don't mind the soldier theme. I know you're not so fond of it. However, what annoyed me slightly and annoyed me even more now is that what they had is they had Savannah Lions in um, Glory Seeker, swapped the creature types because they made Silvercoat Line. Yeah. And yeah. then they've just gone and reprinted Glory Seeker anyway. And it's like also, well, is line really relevant? Why, why does it need to be in line? Why is that not? Why is it still not a glory seeker? Like, if they're know. like the reason we've changed Savannah Lies to a soldier is because of this theme, why, why not make it one more card deeper? Like, it's not even a good card, you know? What I mean, like, I just, it was it seemed really be good in that. Like, archetype, oh, swap creat- it's like playing our chaos, but with creature types. Hooray! Like, no, it's not. But it makes a soldier deck faster. Yeah, but my point is, why is Silver Coat Lion a line? Why is it just not a soldier still? Why is it not Maybe it's again? just an in-joke. Maybe they knew they'd annoy me. Yes, yeah. I know. Uh, meanwhile, at Wizards of the Coast headquarters, you know that Chad? Let's do him over, shall we? <laughs> hey, then I Where's Lone Lion? Get him I, in here. I played soldiers for a bit, so actually... I like Lone Lion, but I wanted it to read Mountain because I played Boris Bushwhacker. <laughs> if it was <laughs> Mountain, not Forest, it would have been the nuts. No, but think about it. Imagine one. playing it with your um, stomping grounds and extended. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> Satan. Okay, uh, what's the other black card? Because I'm, uh, sh- I'm not sure if I like it or not. Okay. Well, do you want to read it? Okay. I'll, what is the name of it? I can't Captivating read it. Vampire. Captivating Vampire. Captivating Vampire. I like, I like right. the name. It's uh, one black black. Creature Vampire, if that wasn't obvious. It's a rare. It says, other vampire creatures you control gain plus one, plus one. And it's tap untapped five untapped vampires you control. Gain control of target creature, it becomes a vampire in addition to other creature types. And it's a two two. This effect doesn't end at the end of turn. Yeah, it's got brackets, it says it doesn't end at the end of turn. I mean I like I like the um changing types thing. That's sort of it cool in the way of um I like Rise from the Grave. I hope they reprint that card. Yeah. You know, when you turn your card black and it sort of saves the whole thing. Yeah, it's cool. Becomes a zombie, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I really like that. I'd, I'd On Magic Online, it looks cool. <laughs> because, like, if you actually... The cards that, like, have gold frames, then they have, like, the two-colour frames, and actually the green side of the thing it looks quite cool. Back to your flavour again. I think it's very flavourful, because the whole idea of vampires is they bite other people. They're alluring as well. That's sort of the idea, and it's yeah. she's captivating. Is it she or he? I hope it's a she. I think it's a he. No, is it? Oh, you know, maybe they're trying to play for I might be wrong. Which um, is an equal opportunity to employ it. I think it's a Well, it looks very emo, and you can't really tell they're no, girls and boys apart. Don't so. try and push the Twilight <laughs> anymore. Just don't do that. Um, Shiny vampires. Okay, I oh, mean, I don't know. I actually, I like it. I think it's got a powerful like, game effect. Um, actually, three mana, two, two. I said earlier, I said that was rubbish, but it's not really, because like, all, all, all the lords are like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, two power, three. No. Three, two pa- three power, mana, two, two. Yeah, yeah that's um, Not constructive worthy, I don't think. I don't know. There is not enough things yeah. to make vampire takers right now that are relevant. Bar we were thinking Kalitas, but like, you're never gonna really play that right now. No, no, no. Um, Unless so what upsets me is if this does not not turn us out. I don't think it will. But this is where we're gonna have an argument, isn't it? I don't think it will. 
That is that basically says goodbye Cemetery Reapers. Well, again, I mean, like, I'm not well, going to. No, this is Cemetery Reapers. It probably knocks them both out, yeah, because no, Cemetery I don't Reapers know. I mean, same in its and the set sort of reduces size, is it? Before no, it makes no, it no. Okay, so I'm not going to argue. I'm just going to think either side points. So Cemetery Reapers probably disappearing because it's irrelevant, isn't it? Yeah, no zombies are. In the, they tried to push vampires. Now I know, obviously, that might be just a block thing, but I mean, they obviously isn't just a block thing because they were already Nocturnus. doing it. Um, Child of Night, Nocturnus, Aristocrat. They did Aristocrat. Um, you know things like that. Um, so they might have two lords, because, but that seems really good. I like sort of too good. What do you mean two lords? They might have two lords in the same. Yeah. yeah, but that seems um, sort of too good. But well, then, then again, it's not like it would be the first time ever, <laughs> or even in recent history, that a tribal thing has had two lords. Yeah. <coughs> Murfolk has two lords now. What do they have now? Coraline Commander, Commander and Sovereign. And Sovereign. Even elves have sort of got two lords, haven't they? Yeah, elves has got a Draga Warcaller. Yeah, and they've got the um and. Elvish Arch Druid. Yeah. Um, yeah so I d- and you know what I mean. Like you're, I'm not going down. Going oh shit! I need to prepare for elves right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think I care. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I think the two don't. Other than the fact they have the same creature side, don't really interact with each other anyway. So that's where it becomes worrying if the two lords play off each other really, really well, or are really similar in a way. So like in well, the elf ones do because the elf. Archdruid makes lots of mana and then you Yeah, that's put because it into green doesn't have anything water. going for it except it's gonna try and make really big fat guys and be boring. Yeah. Um I mean prime example is like so legacy you play War Chief Chieftain in red. Yeah. Like Both give them haste. <laughs> yeah. So they and they they at first people weren't playing very many chieftains. No. People were just like, oh, yeah, I just want War Chief because it's cheaper, it makes them cheaper, but it's like making a big is good as well. Those are both. They're basically the same card. You get to, you basically get to play like eight versions of of one of them because the haste and the same cost and the power and toughness and all that's the same yeah you know so that's the thing I mean they're nothing like each other it's nothing like Nocturnus so and it would be a shame I don't see that the, these cards have only been around a year if they drop yeah, the one Nocturnus already after people spend all their money on like trying to get those shiny what promos or whatever the next card we're going to be talking about but essentially <coughs> my understanding of, of M10 my understanding of M10 was that they were reduced, supposed to be introducing 50% new cards so in the cycling the 50% of the cards we already knew are going to go and the new ones will carry on to the next one and um, yeah. Nocturnus was one of them and I like to think that following the trend of especially because well let's face it Baneslayer Angel we know it's now been carried on to M11, uh, M11. what? you just got ruined it for me <laughs> <laughs> oh, spoiler alert god <laughs> <laughs> you better hear first folks but essentially why is Nocturnus why would Nocturnus not well go into the you know what oh, you get to play both of them for at well. least what three months yeah Mm. I always hate stand at that point. Does anybody else hate stand at that point? What? Where you're sort of like brewing for a three month period and you know it's just going to all change. The period just before it cycles. So, like the last set mm. before a cycle happens. Yeah, yeah. Which is nationals as Which well. Nationals. Yeah. I hate that period of magic. Because you standard. know, you're like, oh, this deck's really cool. Yeah, yeah, stand up. You're like, oh, cool draft. You're cool to you set the draft. Oh, this is cool. Oh, the block's been finished or whatever. This is fun. Blah, blah, blah. Or, or there's a new core set, cool. Oh, let's make these decks, or like, let's play Seismic Swans, or whatever, and, and like, let's play these sort of decks that last for three months, and then you have to build a new deck. It's like, boring. Mm. I like to be able to play my deck for longer than three months. Mm. So, yeah. Amount of time effort, I think, that has gone into vampires, I'd hate to see them go now, because, let's face it, if Nocturnus is not back, that's it, it's the end of the deck. Also, I mean. Oh, the deck could live on, it just has to change itself a bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe. 
Well, it, just, it used to run El Trasi Monument. It doesn't run that anymore because Vampire Nocturnus and El Trasi Monument are essentially the same thing. Like a lot of games, of, I mean, you play Vampire, so you might think differently, but I've seen a lot of games, especially when Ash was playing, it was he'd just drop Nocturnus and swing. And if he was good at magic, that would be the end of it. As it's not, I bolt the whatever and win the next turn. But <laughs> well, not necessarily, but I mean... Um, but do you not find that a lot I mean, of the time... I find a lot of the matches... Nocturnus is your overall. When I win my, yeah, when I win my matches, which I... Just supposed to be hard for me. It's because I got the double Nocturnus or something. Yeah. With the black yeah. card on top, obviously. I which obviously, obviously had the, you know, like that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you got double, it's just stupid. And yeah, yeah, it's like you're over and you like flip it. I don't think. Um, I think removal is so good though that you don't have enough interplay to black to have an overrun. I always believe overrun needs to have lots of guys out for it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like. Um, yeah. But yeah, you are right. Well, that's why um, it gets played I mean, limited as a bomb. I can see and them not pre still. I hope they do. I mean, if Vampires becomes retardedly good, it doesn't really matter anyway because it's at worst it's got to what last a year and then they'll just not put it in. Because this is the thing now as well. The thing cycles. If it cycles every year now, they can just sort it out in a year. And yeah. let's be honest, it's not going to become fairies or jund or whatever things you want to whinge about each year. There's no way in hell by just having this Lord and Nocturnus. Like if I've got my Vampire deck now and add this guy in, if I even wanted to. I don't think I'd suddenly start winning all my games all the time. No, I right. think no but no, I'm not saying it'll be retarded and standard to have both of these lords. But what I think is, it's a sign that we they won't put two lords because if you they're trying to go thematic and very flavourful, mm. and I don't think they'd have two vampire lords because that's basically uh, do you know they they could use one of the card slots for something else entirely. Yeah, Rather than having t- is, like, the same card from I mean, a flavour like, standpoint. Uh, the throw probably a pointless argument out there, but you could also say um, in M10 there's like four soldier lords. Four soldier lords? Or well, at least three, I can think off the top of my head. In the set, in the, in the one set. Armour Smith, Weapon Smith. Yeah, and then Captain of the Watch, which is the actual lord. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean like, I, this one's obviously. You, you, you think but they were pushing. Soldiers Sold, a lot yeah, in this. Yeah, but that was two commons or two uncommons well, yeah, and a rare, well, as opposed that, to a rare and a mythic. But by that definition, you're saying it should be easier to. You're saying that soldiers are, you know, being forced. I mean, I think it's because they try to make it maybe limited as well. But yeah, that's what I mean. Soldiers were a big deal for M10 limited because you had two lords at I think it's common or one at common, one at uncommon, and then one at rare. Whereas this is two lords, one at rare and one at mythic. The funny thing about this card is what they could have done and they wouldn't even have this conversation is not have the plus one plus one line and then maybe make it more powerful by making a less vampire to happen and like you wouldn't even be having this conversation now. It's playable if they produce a vampire token producer. Yeah, yeah. but then it does it become broken? Be it could They don't just become elves set black, on it? Okay, so Greg, yeah. do you think Nocturnus is in M11? A wholehearted 100% yes. Chad? Or are you on the, oh, fence? on the spot, you know, this is all. Um, I am well on the fence. You're on the fence. Okay, that's fine. I see both sides of the argument. Um, until more cards are revealed, I will. Uh, that's fine. And um, I think that's definitely not in the format. I don't, I don't think it's being reprinted. So from Noob is split. We are split. We're fractured mm-hmm. from Noob. There is a rift developing in this room. No, okay. I seriously, I think you know. I think it'll be packed. I bet you a booster pack that's not. I bet you a booster pack it is. An M11 booster pack. Yeah, fair enough. Hands are being shaken. You heard it here first. Heard it here first. Um, okay, 
the, oh, one other thing that I want to say about this card is I like the fact that it makes the other creature a vampire because you start to get this little snowball effect where you can um, tap it for the Lord's ability. So you steal their creature, and that's one more vampire to tap. To steal and another creature. you get their creature with plus one, plus one. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't also, it also a little bit like um, they, they got that Lol Mage Mentor card? They looked at that and they were like, we made this a good Which one's, Oh, is that the. <laughs> the Cat of a Target oh. spell one with tapping yeah. bare folks? They it reminds me of the. Um, it's sort of like that though, in a way. And I just imagine they were like, if this card was good yeah. and did something relevant, what would it be? <laughs> this card, hooray! <laughs> well, it reminds me of um, the Druid Lord from Lorwyn. There was like tap seven druids. Gain control of target player's lands. That was cool. <laughs> that was played though. That was played for five minutes in a deck that wasn't a real deck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, I think we set up the top of the list. What have we got under white? We haven't had a spoiled, have we? Uh, I don't think anyone's mentioned this yet. <laughs> <laughs> Bane Slayer Angel uh, is what? back. Back? If you, you don't know what this card does... Oh my god, <laughs> Bane Slayer Angel! <laughs> yeah, I'll describe it in case anyone doesn't know what this card does. It's, it's um, awesome. It's 5 mana for 5-5, five five, flying first strike lifelink with protection from dragons and demons, which is, you know, irrelevant. Yeah. So, um... No, it's not. It's just <laughs> not, though, is it? That's I know, that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> it's just super... Remember, so unless you played with Broodmate Dragons... I yeah. bet you, you said that. I bet a lot of people I'm went. pretty sure I would have said yeah, that. Yeah, they went, protection... Oh, that's funny, that's cute. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Broodmate. Well, oh, fuck. Broodmate and Broodmate. <laughs> Halo Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> Halo Hunter, they just printed a card that went, lol. Lol at This card you. is rubbish. <laughs> um, yeah, so this card's apparently pretty good. I can't see what the fuss is about, <laughs> to be honest. Because, okay, so until I, when I, I was playing Jund, right, for like most of the last year, and whenever I had a base player come across the table for me, I'd terminate <laughs> it. Or yeah. I'd pulse it, or something like that. Most of the time it came, I wasn't that impressed. I was like, what's all the fuss about? So the other week, I played Blue-White Control. <laughs> <laughs> and there you are. Pain Slayer is the nut. <laughs> <laughs> when I played five color Control, I only played one. I you played one Bane Slayer? Yeah, I played one Bane Slayer, one Broodmate, and one... F Swan Adjudicator. I wish that guy was still good. <laughs> I wish I that guy was now. good in the first place. He's, he was good. He's, I always like playing quirky guys like that in decks if you can, like that. Hence, I played like Cedrus for like, actually too long. For <laughs> yeah. That one. yeah, for more than a week. Um, yeah, well, I'm happy the Bane Slayer Angel's back. I like the card. I don't think it's overpowered. Like, like, like uh, all, all joking aside. I th- I when it doesn't get terminated, it wins games. Well, terminate is rotating out, is it? Well, hopefully. What? Rotating out? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, well, unless they reprint it. Oh, they won't reprint it because it's gold. No, no. We got Doomblade, though. Yeah. Vendetta. Sark and the Mad is awesome against this card. <laughs> but yeah, I'll read all your keywords. Um, no, um, essentially, yeah, I, I'm glad it's back. <coughs> but I'm also upset, which means I have to buy or obtain another three now. Because yeah, this was something we were talking about the other day, wasn't it? Was, it was, yeah. And this is it. We'll throw this open to chat as well. I mean, I'm thinking now, right, this has been announced. They're currently, what, $40? Yeah. Yes. On any popular internet website. Do I get them now? Or wait until they're, pre- uh, until they're released? Well, hopefully there'll be more in the market and therefore the demand and the price will fall. Or will it? Now there's more in the market, then demand will rise and the price will increase. See, I said that either. <laughs> this is where we either need Kelly Reed or something like that. We do. What, quite a speculation? Yeah. yeah. Because um, 
I would not know if being in two core sets that are already going to be played for such a limited amount of time would make it drop so much. I mean, the availability is higher, yeah, so I mean, should it become less because of that? I, I think probably in the long run, I can't say dropping that much though, even if... No, $5 tops, I think. Yeah. And I'm thinking... Yeah, I, I would say that if you do buy them now, um, and you find that you quote-unquote quote, lose some money, you won't really be losing very much. Yeah. Like like you say, you'll be losing like a fiver at the most. Well, d didn't I say, um, look at the price, if it's spiked in the last week since the announcement that's being reprinted? Yes. Then I say buy them now because they're just going to go... That's not necessarily true, though, because no, I, I can't mean, like, what I said. it's not Jace or and something I, I, like that. Well, lucky about iPhones is you can quote email you said, not sure, they'll either rise in price just now, seeing as if they've been confirmed in M10, which you're really, you wanted M11 in there, by the way, but I didn't want to say that. Yeah. Then go down a bit when they're <laughs> they more in circulation. They may just become out they were in M10. Really, I'll be open to this. Well, they may go down a bit when they're more in circulation or get more expensive as the next year goes on. If they haven't gone up lots in the, in the last week, I'd recommend buying them now as a safe option. Yeah, so if they haven't spiked now, then... Um buy them now because the price will rise mm. I would have thought yeah but uh, again don't quote me I'm not exactly an expert that's my personal opinion and it's quite possibly wrong I don't like white so much so hopefully I won't be playing base layer decks however base, yeah. <laughs> it's really good <laughs> it is really good I, it's one of those cards where I don't think it's overpowered in the way that there is enough good removal to keep it down however it, it is obviously a massive sign of Hello everybody, did you know that the power curve of creatures has got higher because it really has? Yeah. <laughs> for five mana, I mean, it's something that could be like seven or eight like mana, like only two or three years ago, and you would have gone, oh, that seems pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, the thing that instantly you, will, I always think of is things like a chroma. Like, yeah, well, I'm not I was necessarily saying chroma is worse or better. Well, I texted Josh this the I other day. I say a chroma is worse though. Yeah. A, cr uh, a chroma is definitely worse. Mana more. But it's got more abilities, but it's a sort of thing. I think your room is worse, though. Uh, the easiest way of, in my head, the easiest way of putting has it in context. From terminate. The easiest way of putting it in context, though, is like basic is basically extended and Akroma doesn't. I mean, that's a really, not necessarily the best argument in the world, but you know. You, okay. knew, you know that creatures have got more powerful when um, the creature side of most people's newer decks are creatures from the last couple of years yeah. when you're playing older formats like but the spells aren't that's you know, yeah. I mean this is not a new thing but I think that's what Bane's there is the uh, sort of mega herald of, yeah. uh, of that era, and, era but yeah. I don't think that's going to change I think they like that creatures are a little bit more flavourful than other when spells they, sometimes when, when, trying to make <coughs> magic simpler in respect of not sort of jazzy combos it's just sort of creatures damage red zone sort of thing is that to encourage I mean, when you've been into magic for a while I don't think you actually mind where you have those games where you actually only play one creature mm. however to somebody that's new <laughs> one of the first things you explain is combat is like a whole part of the game yeah. I mean, and you don't have that part of the game if, you, if all spells are stupidly powerful and then the creatures aren't so I mean, that's, I mean and that's never been like that anyway because there's always silly creatures in all formats but um, yeah and combat's fun like not very funny but like Imagine limited where you had limited games with less combat. I, d I wouldn't find that as fun. I don't think. No. Have you ever played the Time Sieve Mirror? <laughs> 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 I 
Okay, uh, that so sort I heard of. Heard that comatose is some people. That's not fun. If Empires limited is like that. Empires have fallen in the time it took <laughs> that game to be actually sorted out, isn't it? Actually, no, because no, time sieve gets a bad rap for being slow, but it's only slow in the hands of players who don't know what they're doing with it because they have to think through everything. Time sieve will take probably the same number of turns as a lot of control decks, but one player will be taking them all. So you you might go to sort of 15 <laughs> turns, but player number two stop having turns at turn five. So instead of 30, you have 20 turns. But Something like that. But this, what's that? So does this wrap up the M11 previews? Are I we going to do a refresh so. to see if we uh, missed anything? I'm pretty sure nothing's come up. So I didn't see anything on my Twitter feed. No, nothing new. No, so um, in the annoying MTG Salvation style, it says 34 out of 249. That means 14, because basic lands are around. around. Yeah. One of these days, they're going to throw a spanner in the works and trick us and not put basic land in. Um, but yeah, I think that wraps up the spoilers for now. I'm sure we'll get deeper More into it. Along, where I look forward to looking at not turners on the screen and me doing a little victory dance. <laughs> I go something like this. <laughs> More like you sat there while I'm cracking open my booster pack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on to constructed. Okay, let's move on to constructed. Um, we're not going to go into sort of meta games I don't think but more standout decks that people yep. have won with because there have been quite a few winners over the past couple of weeks since we last casted there's uh, Brad Nelson won Grand Prix DC PVR won <laughs> San Juan Brian Kibler just won Grand Prix Sendai Germany won the Eurovision Song Contest and yours truly won a National Championship Qualifier in Cardiff Way. So, um, what's the most important thing there? Yeah, which, which one are we going to talk about first? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I won. <laughs> Suddenly, like, you've I been casting a whole new angelic light. Yeah. Ah. Although, not so angelic because I was running junk. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't got the deck in front of me because I posted it to Bailey to take to a PTQ today. Um, but yeah, so I played junk. Uh, I ran one of Sark and the Mad in the board. Oh, right. Uh, because Chad lent it to me. How did he work out for you? Uh, he was actually you need quite to give good. give that back, by the way. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> Bailey's got it at the moment. Oh, cheers. <laughs> so now I'm new Michael or whatever. Yeah, no, it's, it's fine. Uh, I'll give you a booster pack. <laughs> I still want my Sark and the Mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, he worked out. I'd, uh, the, I'm trying to think what deck, I, like what build I was on now. Uh, I was I was running an old build, okay. So I was approaching the meta game that is cause I, the kind of meta game I know quite well, which is how I qualified last year there as well. Uh, was by reading the meta game properly and knowing there'd be less control decks, and it means I could do well in the format. So uh, <laughs> Chad's disapproving look. I haven't said anything. Um, no, yeah. So I, I knew that the meta game would be a bit old and more homebrew. S- because like so there'd be less Jaces running around than there would be at some, like Grand Prix DC which is that weekend um, so I knew that Meta game would be a bit older so I could run older Jund um, so I didn't have any like plated GRP tech or anything like that it was mainly the side sideboard that changed only three pulses mm-hmm. um, new mic plated GRP tech new mic plated GRP <laughs> because um, to quote what he said the other day, he did actually say, he did actually play a play of GP in his Jund deck. 
and you were just like, "Don't play Planet Champions, John. That's rubbish." And then, um, yeah, people have been playing it. However, you were uh, right saying that they yeah. he wasn't playing enough. He was just playing Verdant Catacombs. He was playing Verdant Catacombs as the only fetches, and uh, Wall of Omens wasn't in the format, so you didn't need the five power yeah, yeah, five two power drop to four, break yeah. through the Wall of Omens. So, um, yeah, yeah, because otherwise your um, your leeches, obviously, that's the reason people are playing Play GP. I mean, it's, it's nothing to do with his easy pass or anything like that. It's just to do with you not paying two life to kill a wall or lose. But a guy. You, you you run the uh, leeches anyway, so it gives you eight yeah, two but drops. Yeah, my point is that like that's the idea. Like you've got an alternative. Yeah, an yeah, alternative absolutely. If you want to play against certain matches. Um, but yeah, so I I didn't run any tech like that. I wasn't running Subtractive Spectre in the board. Um, I'll get onto those changes in a little while, but yes, yeah, so I was running an old build. The sideboard was the only thing that got updated, and that was running um, Sark and the Mad, Three Duress. Um, can't think of anything else interesting. Oh, Vendetta! I was running Three Vendetta in the board All for right. Mythic. Uh, round one, I basically got the buy. I was playing Boss Bushwhacker, piloted by you remember Pip? Yeah, 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 by his little brother. <coughs> um. <laughs> But yeah, so that How old is his little brother, Lennox? Eleven. But, okay. <laughs> uh, the the thing about the f- the sort of, well not format, but the metagame was that uh, I wasn't expecting it to split so right. until sort of the end of round two. So i uh, say 50% of the people there are good. The first round, majority of them go to the bottom. But some of the good, some of t- <coughs> them have been paired together, so they'll go round two. So after round two, should have weeded everyone out. My plan for the day was to avoid blue-white control until round four. Right. Beat it. Uh, wait. Yeah, beat it. And then ID against... to qualify. Um, and avoid playing red deck wins until I could ID. <laughs> that was basically my plan, was to not play red deck wins until I could ID with it. So round two, I red played... Red deck wins? No, round two, <laughs> um, I played against... Well, I, I, I must... I, I gotta stop you, though. Okay. I must admit, though, I know, obviously, I, I brought up, like, you know, Pip's brother being 11. Yeah, yeah. But that doesn't actually bother me. I think, like, when people go, oh, you got lucky because you got X, Y, or Z, like, first round, so that's nothing to do with you. Yeah. It's like when you, if, if you're lucky enough to get a tarred round three or something, that somehow, yeah, yeah. you know, slimes his way through the rankings and steals up the table somehow, then, then yeah, that's luck. But when you, when you like, round one, round one's nothing to do with you. Like, it's just, because on the flip side, you know, Sometimes you get, you have the final first round. It's like sometimes we say, you know, you, know, you, you get the you, there's two people in a room that should clearly be the people that are qualifying and, and they make it first round. Especially if you've done an eight-man draft pod. Yeah, that happens sometimes like like a draft. But I mean, like it even happens in like qualifiers, like smaller ones. Yeah. Like yeah. you know that like, I know you go out with a group of people and you and your mate, the 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 best people in your group, or you 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 know like the better players in your group and they have to play to a first round. Like that's yeah. shit. Like it's the same as the flip side when you get the noob from your group and you're like, I have to play him first round. But the, the fact that he was eleven again is irrelevant because there's a lot of people without being arrogant. There's a lot of people in that room that I could get paired up against round one and quite easily cakewalk. Yeah, and to be fair, I mean he's been taught magic by Pip, who was already qualified. qualified. So and his, like bro- his brother's um, got a pro point. His older, uh, his younger, his older younger brother. So his middle brother. He's, he's older but younger than Pip. So to say. He's younger than Pip, but he's older than uh, Dan. So he's he's like his other brother. <laughs> Pip's middle brother is quite good. Um, he was running our, you know, that uh, land control deck that I talked about last cast. He was running that. 
He was doing quite well until like the last round. That's a little side story. You might as well say about that. You know how that he's already okay. Who? He just decided that he'd come and play magic. Who and Dream Crush a bit. Oh, him. beef. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, well, he's my third round opponent. So I'll talk about him. But, um, yeah, so round two, I played what I thought was Mythic um, until I blightninged my opponent. Uh, I've got like two leeches on the board, and I blightning my opponent, and he discards an Umalog. Is that the right one? Ulamog. Ulamog. Yeah. Yeah. He one of them and uh, Emrakul. Emrakul and one of the other two legendary ones. Discards them and shoves them back in, and I'm like, this isn't Mythic. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I had a blightning in my hand and he scoops and or I was trying to mythic, work out it's mythic when they completely didn't get the point yeah like, <laughs> I, I ramp into these massive and I, spells and I, and I can play an Eldrazi what what no conscription you dumbass yeah <laughs> oh, okay um, <laughs> yeah so he had after this blightning he had one card left in hand I had a couple one of which was blightning mm-hmm. and he's like oh I'm, I'm dead I can't stop your leeches attacking me and I was there trying to work out if I could blightning him <laughs> to see his last card <laughs> Um, but he'd, he'd already shuffled his deck back in. He's like, damn, because I know you've got the combo piece in hand, whatever you're playing. Uh, Polymorph or whatever it is you've got is in your hand. Um, so, game two, I sideboard as best I can. I bring in. Because uh, I, d- I didn't see any removal right. and anything like that. So, I bring in um, Sark and the Mad mm-hmm. and Duress, because it's obviously a combo. Polymorph is in my head. Um, and I, I again in the middle of the game I've got a le- two leeches down swing with both here summoning traps into Emrakul and eats a leech I was like oh, oh so you're playing summoning trap ok main phase 2 suck on the mad <laughs> your 15-15 pro coloured spells annihilate a 6 flying whatever guy it's now a 5-5 five, five flyer <laughs> <laughs> which um no <laughs> You know what he did follow up with the following turn? No, you. Oh, me, no. But you know what he followed up with the following turn? Uh, well, my following turn. I swing in again with my one remaining leech. So uh, he swings with his 5-5 five five to kill Sark the Mad. Yeah. I'm like, nothing I can really do there, but it's better than taking 15 to the face. Yeah. Swing in my leech, and he uh, summoning traps into the same Emrakul. <laughs> and I'm like, that's game. I can beat one Emrakul, yeah. that's not a problem. But two, that's stretching it a bit. Especially when I only let you one sock in the match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then game two, I win. Game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like how you explain that, and then I just yeah. win. Yeah, n- nothing interesting happened there. I, I just win. Um, cause that's, that's what Jun does best, it's just it's wins. Yeah. Um, round three, played against Super Friends, All right. which I thought was a bad matchup for me, mm. but um, he was like, oh, I just lose Jun. This is beef. So, um, reasonably unexciting game. Uh, I thought you I said he was one. running the lands deck. No, no, um, Nick, Pip's middle brother, was running the lands deck. Oh, is it not the person that I was thinking no, about? No, 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 um, Beef is one of my friends from Cardiff. Mm-hmm. He he was playing Super Friends, and um, he actually came third, so he, the top four qualified, he came third, so he qualified. Um, he has no intention of going to Nationals this year. He came to play magic and crush some dreams. <laughs> and, and then just leave. And, and try leave it in someone's face. Yeah, try to steal a slot from uh, qualifying so only three people get to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I didn't find this out until after I beat him. But he didn't offer me the scoop. <laughs> My friend, right, a supposed friend from Cardiff, didn't offer to scoop to me. Uh, I had to win the old-fashioned way. <laughs> what? 
with play, yeah. lightnings. Yeah. <laughs> um, Your card, I, I was quite impressed with myself because in the third game I managed to burn him out through two core firewalkers <laughs> using lightnings and bolts um, and creatures as well. One of which is red, one of which was a leech. But um, yeah, I managed to win that game. Uh, game two, I think it was. I basically had yeah, it must be game two. I had Blood Witch in play. Um, and the only gas—I think I had another wanky little creature. The only gas that I had in my hand was Siege Gang Commander. He's a hell of a lot of gas. Huh? Yes. He's a hell of a lot of gas. Um, the Super Friends only runs three Wrath effects: two uh, Dead Judgments, one. Two. It's usually but it's two Dead Judgments, two Martial Troops. Two Martial Troops. So um, yeah. So he's got a max of playset of Wrath. You know, he's not maxed out or anything. Um. And that's his only answer to Bloodwitch. But he's got Gideon, so he's actually slowed me right down. And so I've got this siege gun. Like, if he doesn't have the wrath, which I'm pretty sure he doesn't, because he would have just used it to kill um, Bloodwitch. That is your answer to Bloodwitch, yeah. Yeah, that's his one answer to Bloodwitch. So he'd have played it by now um, if he has it. I'm sure. Bloodwitch does not beat Super Friends if it doesn't get wrath. Pretty much. Yeah. But very very slow, and I don't want him to give him time to battle the wrath. So I'm there, like. Do I just keep attacking into his do? Gideon? What else does it do? That? I mean, and also, the, like, I've obviously not played the match. Well, I mean, um, have I? Does I, I played it like once. So do you run counter magic? Do you run deprive? No, 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 that doesn't matter. Once it's in play, I mean, if it's on the board. Yeah, no, but he can chase it. If your friends are looking at a Blood Witch, does it lose unless it draws his wrath? Yeah. yeah. yeah Eventually. Un- unless it can outrace it, because it's only four damage. And if Gideon's oh no, taking... Oh, no, Super Friends runs a Jarny Vengeance. Oh, no, it's pro, the oh, white. pro white. Yeah, I wish it was red. red. I don't feel bad, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Gideon doesn't target, though, does it? Aven- um, Vengeance does target. Does it? Yeah. Either target, permanent, doesn't untap, or deal three damage. Oh, sorry, we're talking Vengeance here. Sorry, I thought we were talking about Gideon. Sorry. No, no. Uh, Gideon's Jarny second Gideon. ability does target. Yes, as in destroy but target. But the, the, the first ability targets a player. Yes. But player. So, basically, it's the only way to win against... A blood witch in play <coughs> is either if it runs counter spells, which I don't think it does to no, it blood witch, is to bounce it with chase. The in the sideboard, yeah. so it's it no is hit. It doesn't run out of that cool old cow school. No, but which still can't touch blood witch. <laughs> 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 what? But um, yeah. So, but it can outrace it because obviously Bane Slayer Angel. I don't know if it runs it, but it's a lot faster. Gideon's still a six power guy, and I want to be attacking with my blood witch, not blocking with it. Um. Yeah. And so, you know, it can outrace it, and J- Jace can bounce it and make me play it over and over again. So I get a two point life swing each turn. Woo! For <laughs> matter. Um, so I'm like, I want to close this, close this game as quickly as possible. Um, so I, I play this Siege Gang Commander. He rips the Martial Coup off top, and I lose that match. I lose that game, rather. But it's like, I'd, I'm not sure if I made the right or the wrong play there. Because. What else did you have? Or nothing. I had no other gas. So it's like. So you're thinking that you you let him draw into his coop, play it. Oh no, no, that's what I didn't want to do. Was just keep there attacking. No, that's what I mean. You keep up, you keep back your siege game. Yeah. Yeah. Hoping that he does eventually draw into the coop, and he forcefully has to play it on your blood bridge. I mean, that's yeah. So that's the play. But if he gets the coop, or you know, he has. I think you're just unlucky. He top decked the card he needed. But I mean, if I'd kept the uh, siege gang in hand, is it only going to be a four point life swing turn? It's a four point life swing turn, huh? Did he have No, but he had a Gideon, which I had to attack each turn. I don't know so if I would have played siege gang at that point. 
I think that's that probably the wrong call. thing. It might have been. It's awkward. Well, the thing is, it's not the first time I've done this. Um, I remember we were talking about a play that I made at Grand Prix Brighton, which is I had an opponent who'd missed his uh, fourth land drop or something, and I'd hit my fifth on the play, and I had Air Elemental and Baneslayer Angel in hand. And it's like, at that point, which do I play? I played the Baneslayer Angel in the hope that he would look at his next card. Uh, this was game three or game two or whatever, but that I'd play it. He'd look at the top of his next card and then scoop because he knows I'm just going to outrace him the thing then if he, of course if he does draw like the death mark or something because he's in black I think then um, obviously he's taken out the base angel which is better but if I just play the air elemental and he doesn't draw the um, what's it called uh, doesn't draw but kill spell that turn mm. then I've got less of a clock to kill him yes. so I played the base angel he, looked, he drew a card played land, looked at his hand, and then scooped the land back up with the other three. Um, and I won that match. But, um, of course, if he'd drawn a death mark, yeah, then, um... I, I think you, what you probably weren't thinking of is you were thinking more about what he had rather than what he was going to get and what he was going to do once he got it. I think that's what you think. Because, I mean, like, I mean, it's like if you think about it, it's obvious he's going to marshal Wrath if he gets it. So maybe yeah. she just not walked into it. I mean, you did want to make it quick, I guess, but I mean, like, well, you only got him on a three or four turn clock probably at that point, anyway, surely. Oh well, no, Gideon slows me down three turns. Yeah. So he comes in. A, he comes in on eight. Yeah. I attack him for four. Oh yeah. Next sure. turn he gets oh, up yeah. six, attacking down two. Next turn he's on four again. So Gideon fogs for three Gideon, turns. Did he have Gideon in play as well? Is that he had yeah, he had Gideon in play. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, I probably would Which slowed down. So okay. I played the yeah. Siege Gang to close the yeah. game a lot faster yeah. before he had time to draw the round. Because also, you play Siege Gang and then it means that he only gets to do Gideon twice, doesn't he? Like the turn before you play and the turn after. Gideon would have been on 8, so next turn I attack for 9. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, he'd have been on so 4. What I'm saying is, like, if, if you, yeah, the turn you haven't played it, oh, yeah, whatever. As soon as, he, as soon as you don't have a summoning sick um, Siege Gang, is what I'm saying, yeah. then he dies, yeah. yeah. And Gideon dies. So it turns my turn a three turn clock. That that's the first so time. So it turns it back to a three turn clock. With, you know, it, it raised, your, your siege gang counters Gideon essentially. Yeah. So Gideon, I take a turn off Gideon's clock, and then obviously put more pressure on him when it comes to him. Rather than four life a turn, he's taking nine life a turn, plus burn back up. So if he doesn't have the wrath, it, he's dead in like two or three turns. Unfortunately, of course, he top decks. I mean, the only thing that makes me feel that I would might I may not make the plays because. Siege Gang is my only card. If I do, own it, I'm I'm literally like off the top. I mean, if you're off the top at that point, yeah. Then I might want to keep it because I want to plan just in case. Yeah, last my. But you got to think about who's the beatdown, and you're the beatdown at the point against. Uh, exactly. So I don't. I mean, know. it's I a tough call. Safe. I think you went for the right decision. But um, I lost. <coughs> I I won the match because I burnt him out through two core firewalkers. Five. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, round four, another super friends. Um, that guy played spreading seas better than my the beef. Mm-hmm. Uh, denied me red in the game two, which cost me the game because basically when they get idiot Gideon and Elspeth down, I can't really win that without really. Did you just really call lucky. him idiot? <laughs> In- <laughs> idiot, Jura. I, ge- I got Elspeth and Gideon. So yes, said idiot. idiot. No, um, yeah, Gideon and Elspeth good. combo is like the soft lock against me is just too much. Unless I get really lucky with my mouse repulses. But, um, yeah, so I, I won ga- uh, game one. Game two, he got the lockdown on me and stopped me from casting red for ages. 
And then I had like Siege Gang in hand, but only one red source and all this sort of stuff. Game three, he gets my black, but um, only for turn or two, and I'm still able to do other things. And I I end up winning. He he melts. Uh, he O rings. You still playing rampant growth, yeah? Yeah, two of. Like I said, this is an old build of Jund. <coughs> um, I still think rampant growth is the best answer. To, well, not an answer, but the best. I think it's better than trace of abundance. Way around spreading season. Mm. And I think it's better than uh, ranger. Uh, what's it called? Borderland Ranger mm. index without Vengevine. Um, but yeah, so I I won that. He O-ringed three guys like a Sprank, Swinax and two leeches. And oh, <laughs> like Pit was just next to me going, get the pulse, get the pulse. I didn't need the pulse. <laughs> <laughs> I just win anyway. Um, and then round five, I ID. Do you know what I ID'd against? Red Deck wins! <laughs> <laughs> So my plan came. Did you actually see his red deck wins deck? Yeah, yeah, I went through. Was it devastating? No, Kiln Fiend with black. That's the deck I want to play now. What? Devastating. This week, I'll probably be playing devastating red. Cool. I'll probably play red deck wins with black. I'm just gonna play something else. Some coffee, we Greg. Put your mic near your mouth. Be black with it will be red deck wins with just lightning. Lightning beatdown. Yeah. Yeah, so this guy had um, the large gold reaches. I always wanted to play slavering nodes and things like that. Like, this is a problem. I just can't. <laughs> the two color root with a red deck. But yeah, so that was basically my tournament report. Um, I won. That's the important thing. <laughs> um, and then you qualified twice. I qualified twice. That's true, because um, it pushed my rating up. The top seventy-five players in the UK uh, get an auto invite to nationals, <laughs> and it pushed me just high enough for the draft that we did the following Wednesday uh, was it the following Wednesday or the before it might have been that it didn't no it would have been following mm. let's say following Wednesday. well basically we did a draft and it went through the results went through or maybe it was a draft and constructed both went through and pushed it up over the edge I'm not sure but th- basically the 2nd of June which was last Wednesday uh, was when the cutoff point was and that's when all the results go through. a couple through. of points from yeah. Gateway. Man. Yeah, and it put me on to 72nd in the UK. Awesome. So that um, I qualified twice off that one tournament, basically. Because F&M's and Gateway's obviously a whole year just slowly grinding me up. And then this gave me the big boost it, I needed to just nip into the top 75. So I qualified twice. Did the same not happen to um, former special guest host, uh, Ian? Did that not happen to him the first or second year that he qualified? don't know. Years? That was that was when it was done on constructed, was they wasn't it? Like top <laughs> fifty constructed. Top done 50. On total. I think the first time it was done on total when he qualified, he realised that he'd actually qualified on oh. like halfway <laughs> through the tournament, actually, yeah. like before even last round on on rating. Anyway, yeah. Um, I like total rating. It's good. Mm. I actually qualified in the event. I um, I qualified for nationals on round after when I won round four. My rating, if I dropped, my rating would have been high enough to qualify. <laughs> and then I ID'd and lost 10 points, <laughs> <laughs> which put me down to something like 90th in the UK. But and it did, right. rather than dropping, though, it did mean that when they announced the names. When they announced the names, my tiebreakers had gone. Somehow I went from second to first on tiebreakers. NQ first place. That first yeah, place in my national qualifier, which is. Like <laughs> my girlfriend was so pissed off with me because I was like, Jess, yeah, I won. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I know you did. I was like, cool. 
But I won. Shut up, Lennox. <laughs> but yeah, enough about my winning. We should. Not you losing. And <laughs> we should probably talk about other people's less important winnings. <laughs> and we'll probably do this in chronological order. So the same weekend that I was winning in uh, the capital of Wales, Brad Nelson was winning in the capital of the US. I think, Chad, you follow this better than I did because I was busy winning. I was busy working. <laughs> it's a sad life. <laughs> um, yeah, so FF Freak of, uh, I guess, Channel Fireball fame at the moment, though, more MTK fame for that. But, um, yeah, he won with an awesome photo as well. Well, he looks mega aggressive. He and does, it's, and it? it's pretty cool. He looks like, like Brian Blessed. He does. It's like he's going to eat. He does look like a bit like Brian Russell laughing, except like if he was young. It's <laughs> like, hello, I'm Brad Nelson. <laughs> I just want a GP. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm a thespian, don't you know? Basically, um, a short story. If you don't know about Brad Nelson, is that he made his Pro Tour debut last year? Yeah, is that where? Pro Tour or GP? Like Pro Tour, okay. Um, he was previously a Magic Online player. Just one of those sort of people that grinds through that and owns everybody all the time. Ever freaks one of those names you would see out come up and just like pony you to ground every single time. Um, and he was in a Pro Tour and he's been doing pretty good. He's on Channel Fireball. People might know from that, which is uh, one of the better websites. Then he he he, he couldn't be popular with Magic anymore. Is what you said with his article. Or at least he sort of lost the the love for it. Um, People, people talked him back into playing it again a bit more, um, and then he did the mocks, the uh, Magic Online Championship Series or whatever, um, and qualified for the next Pro Tour by doing by winning that, and uh, sort of went along did a Grand Prix and won that as well, which is pretty good. Like all of recent time, what did he play? Uh, Super tap Friends. Out, yeah? mm. I thought it was Tap Out. Oh yeah, no sorry, I saw lots so of. So he played workers. Blue White Tap Out. The um, Blue white, really big spell deck. I guess is the easy way of putting it. Yeah. Blue white planeswalkers and blue white stuff along the lines of martial coups, mind springs, and, and that uh, that M eleven card that's coming out. Oh no! How was he playing that? It was like Diesel when he had that goblin assault. <laughs> <laughs> um, that we're amazing. on about Baselayer Angel. So yeah, yeah, he played that. Um, which was half of the top eight was that or not? Uh, no, there was two blue white no, tap sorry, out. A quarter. Of was that yeah, two blue white tap out, two super friends, three junt, and one mythic. So, um, conscription version, I think. Yes, conscription so, I mean, version. It's a few weeks old now, so there's no point in really going on about all the decks and results because. No, they changed. Um, <laughs> lo and behold, we'll be talking about them more as we go along, but um, from a GP that's just gone. Um, mm. But yeah, that led into him going to the Pro Tour too, pretty well, the Pro Tour. Um, but you know who he didn't do as well as? Are we moving on? Yeah. Okay. But you know who he didn't do well as? PVR? Or as Anne Forsyth uh, referred to him, which really, really annoyed me for probably unnecessarily reasons, as PVD lowercase dr. I was like, just call him PVR. Okay, pa- Palo Vio Damon Rosa, which is a... Brazilian. Brazilian player. Another person of Channel Fireball. Yep. Um, won that pro tour. Which was, um, as Pro Tools already split, so it's draft, obviously, which is uh, the reason, Rising of Drowsy. Yeah, this was the limited. Yeah, this was the limited one. I mean, it's changed up these days. I prefer Pro Tools more like Worlds, and I think it is a little bit better. 
Brad Nelson did pretty well there. Um, I mean, to finish his story off, he top eighted, so he was there. Um, was he running the same deck as PBR? Or was he running? No, what Brad Nelson was. Well, he couldn't be running the same. Oh, right. I thought he meant in the top eight. I was like, they drafted dumbass. Yeah, no, no, no. they're the same. Um, I'm actually unaware what PV PV was playing. Brad was playing the de- same deck that he basically the same deck that he qualified with um, on Magic Online, which is the. Um, oh, I think I might be thinking of the Josh Utter later. The pre-release actually. red spell called. I can't remember what it's called now. Oh, the Comet Storm. Comet, Comet Storm. Storm yeah. Basically, big ass red green r- rampy type deck. <coughs> <coughs> One of the first people to be playing Avengers Endicar, really, I guess, was um, his group of people when everybody's playing that. Is that the that's the land and plant one, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, and he's silly in block. But yeah, I mean, he said that. Um, I mean, what did he say on the Magic Show, Greg? Because like you, you, you could probably quote it better than I did. Who was it? What it was an interview on the Magic Show, wasn't it? Yes. Not, yeah. <laughs> what did he say that proved him that game better in Magic? Are we talking about Brad Nelson? Yeah, Nelson. Yeah, yeah. basically said, um, "Warner Salons of I completely got rid of all my other concerns when he entered it, and basically just went in with a complete clear head, didn't he?" Yeah, he's I mean, like, he basically, he just I mean, in, a, in a really stupid short-term way, he yeah. said, "I don't care." Yeah, he, yeah, he said, did. "I didn't care." He yeah. said, "I just played magic as if it was like casual magic, but I was playing with yeah. people." I, I ignored all the pressure. I ignored all the concerns. I went in with a clear head and just thought I'm going to have a laugh. Basically, and he said he did that in the GP and he did that in the Pro Tour and. <coughs> I mean, he did pretty uh, well. He did pretty well, so he's um, up there in the Player of the Year race again. Yeah. Um, who? Who's currently winning it? Who? Who's Kibler's probably going to be winning it? Now, is he not? Mm, possibly. I'll have a look in a second. Um, so yeah, I mean, carrying on block pro tour. Uh, Nelson ran Zvi's uh, Eldrazi Green deck with the one minute session. No, no. Um, the Comet Storm deck was run by PV, uh, PVR, <laughs> who right. won. So, and Josh so actually, the the flip was that PV ran the deck that Nelson qualified with, but Nelson went in with the deck that Zvi was banging on about. Yeah, which is also run by I Noah mean, Schwartz the other in the top eight. Thing, which, I mean, I I guess I'll just talk about it. Um, I, I like to I I've liked to notice about the Pro Tour is that there's it's sort of um there's two probably the two major non-motherboard magic uh, magic websites are like Channel Fireball and Star City and um, Channel Fireball's um, at least at the Pro Tour were showing why like you know you don't necessarily need to pay to read people that are good at magic because was it three out of the top eight or um, was it four a top three eight out of the top eight I mean one. you had uh, PVR Rap- you had Raptor Josh Elliott you had PV who won the thing and you had Brad Nelson as well um, all people who write Channel Fireball so you know, if you don't go to that website go to it because it's good and they're really good mm. and, and a lot of them have got better writers um, Effa Freak is actually a really Effa Freaky Friday oh. is a good con to read definitely so yeah PV DDR well done he won Pro Tour I don't think he needs any more congratulations he would have got up yeah. pretty sure he's happy with that he's top of the player of the year race um, Channel Fireball, uh, their writers whooped that tournament because I'm pretty sure that um, 
somebody else that writes them did one. Yeah, he I did, yeah. Some I really wish I knew. bold hair and glasses gave me. Uh, there we go. One of these people that, because he's, uh, you say, weird and, and quiet, I guess nobody ever hears him. I read his, I read his column every week. really good. I read yeah. it every week. Um, and he's really, really good at magic, but he's one of those people that isn't the face, like, at the yeah. or... Well, he, he didn't top eight, eight, but he came, what, 11th, I think, at this yeah, time, Yeah, that was it, yeah. And, like, probably the last few that he did and video. And he, you know, he's one of the better magic players, US magic players. Yeah. So, yeah, that was last weekend's, yeah? Yeah. Did I'll tell you, you what I do like about... Did you watch the coverage? No, I actually haven't got around to watching it yet. You know, I, I, I normally I, do, but... I made a tweet um, going, oh, lame, it's, it starts at X o'clock. Oh, and, yeah. And I'm not going to finish work until whatever. Hopefully the first round takes forever. So I, sh- I probably should, like, shake hands with PV if I see him again because he played five rounds and took two hours to do his first round. Really? And then they have their break. I think they said something like two hours or something like that. Jesus. And then they have their lunch after round one of the top eight. So by the time I got back, they were still showing the YouTube video <laughs> over because lunch was going on. Yeah. And then I got to watch the rest of it. So thanks for PV taking loads of time. Um. There's one thing. <laughs> I, I normally watch the coverage. Like, um, if I can't watch it live, I'll get someone to download it for me. And then let I can watch it and not know who's won the finals. I just tend to watch the finals. Yeah, that, um, what annoys me is because of Twitter. Oh yeah, the website's terrible for that. You can't go on the website without yeah, seeing who it is. Holding a cup, or in the case of yeah. um, right now with PB, the really gay catalogue photo of him. I love that photo. But I was just about to say. You love that photo because it gives you an erection. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> Erections make the world go round. There's a list of things that's wrong reason <laughs> with that, but we won't get into this now. But yeah, Twitter <laughs> ruined my. Um, I avoided Twitter for a week because I didn't want to get the ending of Lost spoiled. And then I was like, I can't go another week without watching, or like another weekend without checking Twitter. So um, I was on there and I saw who won, and so I'm really bothered to watch it since. I use TweetDeck. I was going to say, on normal Twitter, you can set up lists and then not look at the list. Ah, yeah, but it'll still come in my main feed. Uh, it? No, no. I don't think so. I don't know, I use TweetDeck solely now. <laughs> yeah, I use um, yeah, but I, I really like the picture of... I think that's the best Protor picture. He does look a bit it's homoerotic. Not, it really it's a bit homoerotic. It really but isn't. You know, he looks massively yeah. gay. No, in fairness, in <laughs> fairness, there's only one other person on the Protor who could contend with him when it comes to um, winner's photos. This is Brian Kibler from Protor Austin last year. That picture's no better, let's be honest. That picture's worse. Yeah, it is. Do you know why? He's the sexiest man on the Protor. I don't know. <laughs> like Look at that shirt. Though. Look at him. He's so relaxed PB's, in that hammock. Remember PV when he uh, walked into Brighton? I never realised how lanky he was. Yeah, and he was quite lanky, but that photo shows it as well. <laughs> yeah, but... Um, that, that basically looks like... PV's do Brazilian. Do you like magic? Do you like other men? <laughs> cool. Magic, magic chat back. Oh, eight, yeah, if nine, you, eight. If you ring up, you might be... He looks like he should be like doing some... Uh, Weights. some waves and be like... Hello, my name is PV. That's a really bad accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's Brazilian. I've I've won a pro tour and I really like men too. If you want to speak to me, ring whatever. I hope he's not going to be in the podcast. But, you know, if it was like, yeah. like that, you're going to phone a number, have some charge you loads of money, and no, uh, talk you to had you um, oh, uh, was it gaming dolls or whatever it's called? You know, um, you could play on Jules of the Planeswalkers. You sign up and then you can play some random. Yeah. Did they, fra- they have the frag dolls playing? That's that? the one, frag dolls. Yeah, but they're like they've been around forever. Yeah, but you can do the frag dolls. What if you want to play magic against like an attractive guy? There he is, right there in that hammock, right? Because the only person that could challenge him when it comes to 
like ha- making a good photo is Kibler, and uh, there's Kibler at Proto Austin, and it's not a better p- photo. Look, it, and um, he's got like this massive cheesy grin. Like PV just looks relaxed. PV's just like, I just want a Proto. I'm just gonna have a little stretch. What are you gonna do about it? I want a photo. Smug assertiveness. Look at it. Yeah, and he's Brazilian. Brazilians are the best. They named a hairstyle after them. <laughs> um, okay, so it's moving on. <laughs> moving on to um, uh, did I just go rid of it? Grand Prix. Grand Prix Sendai, which was Where we is just Sendai? watched the sun. The Sendai's Sen- in Japan. All oh, right, Sendai. okay. Where's Japan? No, Japan. Asia. It's east. Oh, it is the land of the rising sun. What east? Sort of like Eastbourne. A little bit further, I believe. <laughs> I'm not sure there's a bus to there. Oh, so really? Right, okay, yeah. I think <laughs> you might even have to not be able to catch a train, even. Remember, my world stops at Southampton. Really? Yeah, because my world sort of super influence goes from anywhere beyond Southampton up to the curve of Bristol is up there. However, in my, um, in, in my Channel Fireball versus Star City Games League, um, Star City Games gains points because. Kibler travelled away from America to play in um, where is it again? Japan. Japan. Yeah, no, I know. You always said that Sendai, yeah, no. Sendai. Sendai. I assume it's pronounced Sendai. I haven't seen any Sendai. coverage, so I've watched some butcher the there name. There isn't coverage of it. Huh? No video coverage of it. It's a Grand Prix. Oh yeah, there's no GGS Live, is there? By GGS Live, doing yeah. So he is the only one who had the, <coughs> the kahunas to travel to the other end of the world. He got his balls out. He went over there. He went over there. Um, other people from here went over there. Matteo Isini Jones, who um, who I played against, and didn't realise he was good. Because um, <laughs> I was sat next to Saito, and that was clearly more important. <laughs> <laughs> what, when over, you went to he Japan? Went over there. Yeah, when I went to Japan <laughs> and uh, won a Grand Prix. No. Um, so, yeah, he went over there, won, rocked out with... What was he playing? Oh, Benjamin Kibler. Band. Yeah, next level band. Next level band. As um, Chapin will be telling him to tell everybody. Mm. Do you want to see the deck list? Um, yes, please. I don't. Not too aware of next level band for mine. It's the it's times. Band. Oh, no, sorry, yeah. Gregory. Loving birthdays and stuff to do. <laughs> everybody has birthdays, Greg. Everybody's a birthday. Not, not when Pro Tour sang What's His Face is on. What was going on when my birthday was on? Well, when was your birthday? May the 4th. You should know. We drafted the day after. Star Wars Day. <laughs> May the 4th be with you, yeah. Be alright, yeah. Got you. Okay. Uh, Brian Kibler <laughs> was playing next level band and went, um. <coughs> oh, he went undefeated with it, didn't he? Or uh, no, did he? He, he did. dropped He dropped one match. Day one, he was undefeated. Um, to quote, I want to quote his tweet because it's really funny. Yeah, didn't he end up drawing with another guy who was undefeated? To go to uh, top eight. Last year player of the year, I believe. Or not, I wrong. Yeah, I think you're. I'm right. going to check my Twitter feed because he is awesome. Okay. Um, to quote, um, at the end of day one, so to us sort of Saturday evening, he said, "They won't let me win any more rounds today." Sad face. But I already won nine already, so I can't complain. Nine to finish today. That's <laughs> <laughs> very funny. Won't let me win any more rounds today. I thought it was very funny. Um, and then. And then he won again when he woke up, obviously. Um, yeah, he went 10 And then he drew with... Yeah. Yeah, last year's player of the year. Yeah, currently yeah. player of the year. Yeah. So it seems like a good person to draw with. Um, he said the mirror matches 
when this deck short can go long. You know what? He basically took a lunch break, I imagine, at that point. Um, Did they ID then? Yeah, he, they ID'd. He won again. And then... Then he dropped to Mythic. He lost to Mythic. To Mythic. It was three close games, he said. But he was 11-1-1 at that point. Um, goes to win on two more games to easily be first seed in the top eight. Because he goes 13-1-1. So... Yeah. Didn't win two games out of the the maximum <laughs> games he could play, which is pretty retardedly good. But then that's yeah. how you win tournaments. Um, yeah, so let's look at the deck a little because um, it's been something that's not really been on the radar. I mean, I know Ch- Chapin was playing it at DC. I think Kibble were playing at DC as well, haven't they? Was the um, yeah yeah. So he's added two Sphinx of Lost Truths or maybe one. Don't mind if I'm running one. They didn't. Uh, no, wait, is this and he's running it. Huh? Is this all no playing a DC? Because has it got um, no, no, this is, um, Sunday. No, no, Skyfish is terrible. Yeah, but remember, fight all of them. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, 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 I don't quote me on this, but I seem to remember Chapin saying on Twitter um, that Kibler was running Sphinx Lost Truce and an extra Elspeth. I don't know what he took out for it, and it's basically the same as the other. Two of the undefeated Japanese as players. Somebody, as some people were tweeting him, the Japanese stole his tech. So. <laughs> it's um, basically the same, but they were running um, an extra, uh, an extra Gideon, an extra uh, Journey to Nowhere, whereas he was running, or an Oblivion Ring, whereas he was running a Banch Arm and a Borderland Ranger, which um, seemed to work out for him pretty well. Mm. But yeah, so. Of um, it's a, it's just a band deck. Uh, Birds of Paradise, Borderland Ranger, Hierarch, Ranger Veil, Scoot Mob, Seagate Oracle, Sphinx, Ventrine, Ward Romans, and then Planeswalkers and Removal. <coughs> All in bank colours. Seems pretty good. Uh, one Stone Wildwood, but four Colonnade. Manlands. Um, yeah, this is pretty good. There's one to watch. Obviously, a lot of people are going to start playing it now because it just. Th- three players went. Undefeated day one on a Grand Prix yeah. with it, so um, add it to your constructed gauntlets now. Mm. Um, I might play it this week at the pub. Is this like when you said you play Grixis hits? You lied to us. We haven't had a chance yet. I said I was going to play Grixis hits, and we drafted instead. Do we? Yeah. No, you played last week. Played Superman. Huh? That's when you played Superman. I played White Weenie. Uh, no, not White Weenie. I played Blue White one week. And then I said next week I'm playing Jund, and then after I qualify for nationals on Sunday, I'll start playing different decks. And since then we've just drafted. Okay. Just right. Um. Yeah. So, so that was today, to watch, really. That was today. Yeah. I mean, via Twitter, I knew about that. I know about lunchtime. Yes. Yeah, because they were a lot behind us. I was, I got up in the morning and it was like, oh, they've already had sort of half their day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was like, I'm top A and I'm doing this. I'm like, oh, cool. Um, so, and then he tweeted a nice photo of him drinking some beer, I guess, um, out of his out trophy. of his uh, Grand Prix trophy, which is pretty funny. So uh, yeah, does Nationals have a um, a cup for their trophy, or is it a plaque? It's a plaque, isn't it? A plaque. Oh, I'm sure I can find a way to drink beer out of it. Statue. You just dump it in a bucket, <laughs> yeah. beer on top of it, and drink okay. it. Once I uh, once I've won the national championship. No, further than because think it still is the summer at that point. So what you do. Is you get a bucket, mm. you put your plaque in there, yeah. fill it with drink, yeah. freeze it, <laughs> ice break lolly. the bucket, have a giant ice lolly wrapped around your trophy. <laughs> nice! 
Especially if it is some sort of you know phallic shaped uh, trophy type thing. Nice. Because at the end you'd be like, hot. <laughs> oh, mental image. Ooh. Yeah. Um, we, are we going to start making bets about what happens if Lennox wins nationals? To yourself. Oh, it's not going to happen, guys. Never, we'd never live it down, would we? I mean, is the pub big enough for Lennox's head if and he won nationals? No, no, it's one. If I top eight, then we're going to have to change venue. <laughs> we'll have to play outside, basically. Saint or near, near a big window. <laughs> we can still go to the same pub, but we'd have to be outside. Yeah. Sit like, the big can we get some lights here, guys, please. Yeah, it'll be fine. Weather screens is alright for sitting outside. What, no, yeah, in the high right. street. Probably not to play magic, but it's right to sit outside. I've sat outside before. Yeah, in the day, maybe. Mm. Uh, not in the evening. With the well, turns I don't know. Place in the evening. But um, back to magic. Yeah. <laughs> Are we done talking about Grand Prix Sendai? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so Kepler won. Woo! I love Kepler. And He's other than next level ban, I don't think any tech came out. I really haven't watched Kepler so much Kipling. as I probably should have. There was one other tournament. I'll give a brief mention of uh, PTQ for Amsterdam and Southampton. Bailey took the updated Jundist and went three and three. He um <coughs> he lost. Is that worth talking about? Probably not. But in his own words, he lost the last round. He did all right. He went three and one and then lost the last two rounds. Who did he lose to? He lost to Dan Gardner, the national Who champion. Was that guy? In his words, to drawing an evolving world instead of an untapped land, which there probably wasn't that many in that deck. But if he'd drawn an untapped land, then he could have um played siege gang commander and. Bolted, uh, shocked him to the face with one of them right. for the win. Instead, he lost his colonnade. Yeah. So he always beat a national champion, which would have been really cool. Dan Gardner. So he's basically playing Barnslayer 7.0 or whatever the current version is. Because that's what sort of like Blue White is. Was he? I don't, I don't know. know. It's like that though, isn't it? He's playing Blue White. Uh, yeah, he probably he was. He's colonnade. But, no, but next level Barns when a colonnade. <laughs> yeah? There's a place there. It's a Barnslayer deck. Do you know why? Got Baneslayer. There's <laughs> no Baneslayer in no, there. No, it's not next level band to be fair. This isn't running Baneslayer. It's not running Blightning. It's not running Bloodbred Elf. I don't understand why no one wants to play this deck. It's rubbish. <laughs> yeah, so he was doing well and then he lost the last two rounds. Which um, is running Jund. Would have been really cool if he top hated. So he loved so many. He beat um, Blightning Beatdown. Which is not easy for John because it's red deck wins, which is bad. Plus lightning. I would, I would think not even being there. Josh's issue is misplaying horribly. No, 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 no. He's he's a little bit inconsistent, and I'm sure he'll admit that. He'll be one of the first. But also, he hasn't been playing magic properly for a while. He hasn't been around us. (laughs) That's not playing magic properly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's read. No, but he spent a lot of time on workstation because that's the only magic he gets now, and that's. Gonna put your game down for the end time you get to play magic against noobs on yeah. workstation. Yeah, okay, so he hasn't been playing magic because he's been playing workstation, which is a joke. Um, and that's about it, really, isn't it? I mean, he practiced against you on workstation, yeah, for a bit. But, I mean, like. Yeah, we did a little gauntlet the other day, but um, we didn't play for very long and then he went away. So, no, that's the thing, you know, unfortunately. He was running. To, no. I did make some changes to the deck before I sent it to him. Uh, put in Evolving Wilds. <laughs> And play Geopedes. Because I was expecting a lot more Blue White and Super Friends and basically Wall of Omens at the PTQ than I was in Cardiff a couple of weeks ago. And um, he's he got the Strexis factor. 
Sedraxis Spectre package. Sedraxis Spectre package. I was trying to say Spectre and package at the same time. Uh, and he put that in the board and he said that was just a nuts against Jund. Uh, he said he lost to Jund Mirror because he went Blood Red Elf into Rampant Growth and his opponent went Kill It. I oh know, um, Bitmus Blast the Elf into my own Elf into a pulse to kill your three tokens from the uh, back Twinax. And Bailey was just like, Well, you top deck better than I do. Uh-huh. <laughs> Scoop. <laughs> But yeah, that so I'll give him a little shout out because he did enter PTQ, which is something I haven't done for like two years. <laughs> um, so I think that's constructed done now. We took kind of a little bit of the last few tournaments. Uh, probably go more into constructed decks and meta games when we've played a bit more. Yes. And probably it's approach to nationals because the nationals for the UK is the same weekend as nationals for the US. Some suckers like me that have had to work yeah. all these times, I want to try and grind in. Then yeah. Again, I probably play sealed. Really? I did that last year though. Yeah, last year, and that's a bit more swingy. I got yeah, but I, I think I'm better at limit. I don't know. Fair enough. Do I like this format more? What would it be? Rise? No, I think it might be M11 because the for the draft formats M11 draft. No, but last year the LCQ was shards block, but the draft format was shards block. It's uh, M11 this year. Um, okay, so to be confirmed of what I would do then, basically. Yeah, but I, I mean, when I get there. I'm going to be playing as much constructed <coughs> decks as I can now because there's no point in me drafting until M11 comes out. So I'll get loads of constructed done, then draft M11, and then focus a bit more in the week beforehand to meta game. That I'm I would like to draft um, deck. some more Rise of Drowsy in the future. Mm. I'd like um, to. We have a box left. But I can we order more in quite easily. And also, I think for a special show, we should definitely do some, like, one or maybe more Magic Online drafts. Yeah, yeah. Um, one definitely. evening. So, Sounds good. hopefully, um, they can put that up on MTG Cast. That'd be quite exciting. Something to look forward to. Yeah. I know that if there's a video that doesn't say Planeswalking the Professors on it, I always click it. <laughs> on, uh, on a. <coughs> but luckily, he, luckily he's on the dredge that's called blackboarder.com yeah but um, failing that we can just do an audio one where we talk about the picks yeah but it's a little bit lame in comparison well, I've done it yeah. before it's been fine yeah, no, I'm, no, di- no, yeah, no disrespect to the top 8 magic guys because obviously their ones are actually really good but I mean I think we would give less insight than they do and the little less insight that we don't give would be made up by people visually being able to see what we were doing yeah I reckon. Well, we'll cross that picture when we come to it. Right. See, because obviously, be nice too. Also, go to another media. Yeah, the only thing with that is it takes a lot more time to edit, and uh, especially to render. And I don't have all the time in the world. So we, we can go to the medium of skywriting. <laughs> we could post <laughs> it through remote-controlled aeroplanes or in the sky. We could buy the moon. Yes. Put a massive screen on it, and then you can just watch it there. Yeah. Don't even need to go on the internet. Just look yeah. out your bedroom window. Yeah. I just meant video rather than audio, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. I think that's it, though, for constructed. I think. Hopefully, covered a lot after a long hiatus, and we'll be back sooner. On a more regular basis. On a regular basis. Pump out some podcasts in the next couple of weeks. Yep. Um, Are we gonna leave this podcast with any words of wisdom from Greg again? We will. We'll do them at the end after we've done Twitter. Ha, ha, ha.
So um, if you want to contact us, you can comment on the MTG Cast comments page, or you can email the show at or me at mtg underscore lennox at hotmail dot com, l e w n o x, or you can tweet at me on Twitter at the same, which is mtg underscore lennox. Um, that's my Twitter name, so just tweet at me. Uh, Chad, you're also on Twitter. Yep, which is uh, at Scientologist, which is P S I E N T O L O G I S T. And uh, they'll both be in the show notes on MTG. Greg, so unfortunately, is not a tweety bird yet. No, I'm not tweeted. No, not I don't tweet. You need Birds tweet. I don't. You need Twitter. Are you going to be Twittering soon? You've got an iPhone. You could get TweetDeck. It's nice and easy. You get TweetDeck now. It's free. We'll bully you until you get it. I'm nothing like emotional blackmail. I'll go um, but yeah, if you want to contact Greg, you can just comment tell in the us. show notes or uh, we'll email me. <laughs> There's my F bomb at the end. Yeah, of I'll, I'll pass it on. Okay, well, this has been Protection from Noob. It's uh, been a pleasure as always. And that's, a, that's it from me, from Chad. Hopefully, it won't be so long until we uh, speak again. And from Greg. Yep, hopefully, uh, I'll speak to you again soon. Cheers, everyone. Okay, Greg. Uh, podcast over. But we can't leave, of course, without your little words of wisdom or your wise words. Little bit of wit. Why is it that when you go into W. H. Smith and you get charged a penny for a bag when they're trying to be environmentally friendly, that they put in half a ton of junk mail inside said bag with your purchase? Apparently, that's not good for the environment either. It's an irony, I tell you. An irony. <laughs>